Hey, hey, Scotty, have you heard about the new podcast, Burn Appetit? Is that the podcast that's like hot ones, but worse and with fast food? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They talk about food and they have guests on every week. That's really interesting. Where, where can I find it? Wow, that's a good question. You can find it at crossthestreamsmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, Scotty, do you like Five Guys? Well, I guess you'll just have to find out on Burn Appetit. Oh, yeah, crossthestreamsmedia.com, yeah. Wow. I want to know what you're thinking. <clears throat> but everything's been good? Yeah, no, absolutely. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. All right. Uh, let's do three seconds of silence and then we'll just start. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. That's right, we're taking it from our YouTube channel and bringing it to your earwaves again and back from the grave. So I'm your host, Aaron, with my other host. And the, uh, the, um, Beer connoisseur this <laughs> evening as I provide you with this. Ready? Listen, listen close. Ready? Here it goes. Oh, yeah, buddy. Hold on. Let me get a little drink here. Oh, I'm Chris, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, mm. is this our tribute to a three beers and a mic with the oh, absolutely, bottle, man. With the popping bottles. Uh, yeah, we popping bottles, we popping tags, we're popping our collars, whatever you want to call it, man. We are cutting loose. And, uh, oh, god, excuse me. I'm I'm sure everybody wants to hear that on the on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure uh, they want to. Okay, well, okay, let's borrow something else from Three Beers. What are you drinking? My friend, my friend, my friend. I am drinking uh, a beer you're familiar with. I'm drinking uh, a nice ice-cold can of Kung Fu Robot IPA. That stuff is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That That is uh, some pretty good beer. It's, so crisp. I, it's crisp. It, it, it's actually crisp and smooth. It doesn't really... It doesn't feel like you're swallowing a bag of sand or a bag of like wheat <laughs> barley on the way down. It doesn't have a lot of bitter. It's it's just a really smooth uh, beer, and it's just it's delicious. And especially if you had a hard day and you want to forget the last fifteen minutes and just kind of relax, that is one to start it off with. So, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I applaud you. I applaud you on that. And uh, I am drinking what is now known as the. Uh, Cobra Kai Coors Banquet bottle, um, made basically remade famous by Cobra Kai because that's what Johnny Lawrence drinks, and uh, I'm liking it mainly because it's cheap. Uh, it has a good flavor, and I could probably down maybe three of them before I start feeling any kind of effect. <laughs> and especially with two kids, I'm probably gonna need a whole six pack. But yeah, we're paying homage to three beers and a mic with our yeah. with your two kids and a beer and my. Uh... <laughs> My one beer and just me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on what, how much of a mess is at home, it's three b- kids and a beer. So uh, oh, it all depends on how, how, how the house looks when I come home. But, yes, yeah, I'm drinking that beer. It is delicious, um, especially after a rough day. Word. So, 
that's what we're drinking for right now. But let's kind of, uh, I guess, get going. Let's do it, and, man. Uh, jumping in into what are you watching? What are you playing? What are you reading? And suggested by a listener. And we actually have a listener now. We have a fan. What? Uh, a good brother, a good friend, uh, Clay Wayne Hirsch. He's an independent wrestler. Uh, he's training at the Lion's Den by uh, the, I guess, uh, the Texas Lion, Houston Carson. Uh, oh, he nice. suggested, what are we listening to? Because as he trains, he listens to a lot of music. As he's working, he listens to a lot of music. And I'm like, you know what? When I'm at the office, I'm either listening to podcasts or I'm listening to music. So, yeah, that's a good suggestion. So I love that suggestion. What's his name? Uh, Clay Wayne Hirsch. Clay Wayne, may, Clay Wayne Hirsch. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I'm, uh, you're a, a ground floor member of what will soon be the uh, front row negative empire, my friend. Yes, it will be an empire one day. Right now, it's just a townhome. So <laughs> we are getting there eventually. But yeah, thank you for your suggestion. Um, yeah. Do you need time to think of your your playlist, or do you want, or you want to go first? No, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to what I normally listen to quite often. Okay. Um, do you remember the Saturday morning uh, CD? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I know what you're. To- I know what you're going to say. I ha- I used to have that CD. Um, it's got the Ramon Spider-Man. Yeah, I have that. I used to have the CD, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So no, uh, here's the problem I have. I love the fact that I can find some of the songs. Oh no. <laughs> on Spotify. I absolutely love they don't have the whole darn CD on on Spotify. So I do listen to the same songs over and over again when I do listen to that CD, but like the Butthole Surfers underdog cover is really good. Yes. Um just like you said, Ramones killing on Spider-Man. Um dude, and honestly what gets me really hype is the Sublime Hong Kong Fooey. Wait, that was Sublime? Yeah. Oh wow, I never knew it was Sublime. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that CD kicks so much. Uh, can I say, I'm saying, you want PG 13? It kicked ass. Yes, it does. It did. Yeah, it definitely did. So, yeah, uh, I listened to that a lot recently. Uh, yeah, I had that CD as at myself and I listened to the hell out of it. Uh, the, the Gigantor cover, uh, Hong Kong Fooey, Spider Man was my favorite on there. Uh, the Scooby Doo uh, remix. Yeah, it's just a good. CD, yeah, it's solid. And and being with music being what it is, and streaming platforms being all the rage, you would think that you know whatever bureaucratic red tape has to be cut through, you can get all those freaking songs uh, available to stream at least on Spotify because that's my preferred streaming platform uh, when it comes to songs. And I just can't seem to find all of them to save my life. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper. Yeah, uh, either dig deeper or start hitting up like the half price books or the 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 resale shops. <clears throat> the goodwills or something like that. Uh, should. So pretty much, yeah, find it because yes, I did have that. I bought it brand new when I was in high school from the store called media play. And I listened to it every day that uh, it, was, it was, it was one of my first CDs that I bought. Uh, it was just such a good um, album. I just such a good album. So yeah, that's a good choice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If I do say so myself. And yeah, I'm looking up the list right now of it because I'm trying to figure out like, yeah, I remember this song, this song. Um, Ghost Beer Racer Go was on there by the band Sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collective Soul did the Boogaloos. Uh, Bottle Servers did Underdog. Helmet did Gigantor. Uh, 
the violent femmes did uh did the Jetsons uh I Love You song. Uh the Toadies did a goalie get together. I forget about that. Wasn't Ren and Stimpy on there? Yeah, by the band Wax. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes, there it is. Ugh. So good. So, so yeah, like so yeah, I I I need to get it. I need to re-get the CD. Yeah, um, dude, it was so good. It definitely was. Definitely was. What about you, man? What are you what are you uh <clears throat> getting down to recently? Well, uh I don't know. I usually I usually listen to albums when I'm at work. When I'm not listening to podcasts, I usually hit up albums. So uh lately the offsprings uh Let the Bad Times Roll album dropped, I think, last week. And I listened to that. And then I listened to uh Static X's Shadow Zone recently. Listen to that. And the other album I listened to was Typo Negatives Rust. Oh and nice. Yeah, yeah, goes with goes with the show. Typo negative, front row negative. Goes with the show. I listen to that. And uh, as as I'm looking on Spotify here, um, I did listen to Warrant's not newest CD, but the album uh, "Louder, Faster, Harder" or "Louder, Harder, Faster," and that came out in 2017. I didn't even know Warrant was still around. I didn't know they were still together. Uh, let alone releasing albums within the last ten years. And uh, this album was pretty good. I mean, if you like 90s rock or even 80s rock, uh, definitely give it a listen. It's on Spotify for free. Uh, you have to listen to, to commercials here and there, but the album was a hidden gem, even though they're like the band is like 85 years old. Uh, <laughs> it was a great listen. So did you, I, uh, did you download it or did you stream it? I just streamed it through. Um, I just streamed it through. Uh, uh, Spotify. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I didn't know if you had to use your AA, AARP card to get a discount on that download, buddy. I wish I had an AARP card. <laughs> I, I, I need to get me an AARON card first before I could get any, any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but, I, I didn't even know Warren was still making music. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't know either. Well, a co-worker said that they're coming to Houston uh, in a few weeks, and so that got me looking to their albums. Uh, and because, you know, if you, if you try to go to a concert show recently, either tickets are super expensive or they're for bands that nobody wants to see. And it's not a good balance. No. It's not a good balance. Not right but, now. But a warrant is coming uh, in a few weeks and uh, their tickets are like 25 bucks per person for GA. And, and my first thought was, well, I, again, I didn't know they're still together. I didn't know that, you know, anything was going on with them. I looked them up to check out their uh, playlists or their albums. And yeah, they've got albums within the last 10 years, a few different, uh, like I think three or I think three albums within the last 10 years. So I was surprised. Um, but this, but, the, but the one I just suggested uh louder, harder, faster was pretty good. Um, but it was a good surprise. That's so, awesome. I mean, it makes me wonder, like, like you said, you had no idea they were putting music out in the last 10 no, years. I did not. You know, it, it, it begs the question, what kind of money are these guys making off of their like stream revenue and their mm -hmm. ad revenue? Like, you know what I mean? I, I have to imagine, man, like one day we need to get a sponsor and we will make some of that sweet sponsor slash <laughs> ad money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hoping to get a sponsor by Mountain Dew. That's that's the dream. Is to get a sponsor for Mountain Dew 
that way I can kick back on a, on a, a comfortable couch, drink some do and do nothing. So. <laughs> D E W nothing. Yeah. Do nothing. That's uh, the dream. Yeah. Do that. And then let's, let's also uh, get a sponsorship from Doritos. That's my favorite. That's, yeah. cheese. Doing Doritos. Doing Doritos. <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> so, uh, what are you watching? Are you watching anything? Are you playing anything? And also, are you reading anything? Man, anything I yeah, I watched uh, Blood and Guts. <laughs> yeah, I, wa- um, I, I watched that too. It was it was good. I mean, apparently, okay. okay let's 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 get <laughs> let's get the bad part out of the way. The ending. Yeah, that was pitiful. Hold on, let me turn off my Robo House. Apparently. I soundproofed everything except for the uh, Alexa. I can't say her except name. For, except for uh, Robo House. Is that you know? Yes. they'll soon be connected to the Robo Spa. Exactly. Or or, or, or the, the Robo Hot Tub. Hot tub, right? <laughs> All right. I think she's off now. Jesus. Okay. That's uh that's a sign of our uh, our our devotion our devotion to uh, our professionalism folks so once you know that <laughs> yeah no no so i watched blood and guts um that ending <sighs> look the first thing that came to mind was when i think I, I can't remember who threw him off but rikishi got threw off the off the cage back in the day yeah onto that truck of hay yes if i remember correctly because i am old depending on who you talk to i don't remember them showing him hitting the truck like straight on right they showed a, a camera angle tip from the side, so like a side view of Taker throwing off Rikishi and him landing in the uh, truck of hay. And you got the shot of like basically Rikishi falling from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen, side view of him falling into the truck. And, and you then they did a worm's eye view too, right? Like from underneath, like 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 the for, dramatic... for the for the replay. They got that for the replay. Then the okay. shot after the left, to, I mean the right to left was an above shot where you see Rikishi laying in the truck covered in hay. Okay, um, yeah. Well, people cheered and all that. Um, a lot of people did come back and say, oh, well, he landed in hay. It, it, it doesn't hurt. He landed in hay. And then the same thing could be said whenever uh, Steve Blackman threw uh, um, Shane off the scaffolding and Shane landed on uh, badly black spray painted boxes that were covered with a black cloth to make it look like he fell through an electrical table. Um, people complain about that too. So with this one, this is all just bad camera angles and bad production of where to shoot and what to shoot. Uh, I think that if they would have pushed Jericho off, they, and they cut away because again, this was behind the this was behind the cage, and they would have cut away. You know, he would you know he would have went through a floor, and they he could have rolled around to land on to look like he landed on something hard. That would have given the illusion of him falling through metal and landing on more metal to really injure him. Yeah, and I think I think what we're what we're up against nowadays with wrestling is the fact that you know with all this pandemic uh, pre taping and this. Uh, Suddenly, magic is a thing. You know, we yeah. can set a gun on fire. We can kill people. We can, you know, yeah. uh, all this BS. Look, th- I-, I understand it would have been difficult, especially because there's a live crowd for that show. Yeah, at least for that 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 part of the show. From what I understand, I've learned today, 
everything else was pre-taped and shown to them on the Titan Tron. Pretty much any match that was not in the double ring was pre-taped. So yeah. the Britt Baker um, versus the cheerleader girl, that was pre-taped. Uh, I think the Miro match was pre-taped. Uh, yeah, I believe that was it. But everything else was live uh, if it was in the uh, double ring. And that's the thing, like you're talking about, you know, showing Jericho on something that's not just a bunch of, you know, plywood that looks like sheet metal on top of a bunch of. Uh, well, it's it, it, it was uh, it was plywood, like thin plywood with uh, with um, vinyl diamond plate uh, decals or flooring on top of it. Because um, because we because I've used those at work a few times to to make a, a prototype or make a sample just for mock-up. And you could buy these like uh, linoleum style uh, floor plates or floor stickers that look like diamond plate. And even it's as shiny as diamond plates got the scratches like diamond plate. It looks just like diamond plate, except for when you bend it or when you, you know, waffle it or wave it or uh, kind of ribbon it. Um, it looks like a sticker. It looks just like a sticker. So, him falling through that and the plates kind of all bending and not metal like and looking really fake kind of messed up the ending. Yeah, it took me out of it because yeah, I, I mean, the, point, the match was I thought the match was great. Yeah, the match was amazing. The whole show was pretty good, but the ending it comes back to just like uh, oh, what was the one that was in January? Uh, or no, it was the February, the, the death match, yeah, like yeah, the death match, wire. yeah, it, it goes back to something like that Jericho I mean Jericho Kenny and Mox had an amazing match until the ending explosion and then just it went poof you know uh, it, it was just a bad ending so uh yeah I I, I do I, I did watch that just like you and yeah it, it was yeah and I, and I and I'm you know I'm sympathetic to the plight of you know, Tony Khan and, and, and all this, like, I know that mm-hmm. it's difficult to get the correct effect that you want to get. Yeah. I think it would have benefited him to, like you said, I don't know, man, maybe there should have been something earlier in the night that was used uh, in front of the ring as a prop. Yeah. That would have made more sense for Jericho to fall through it. Like almost like, I don't know, a Jack in the box or something. Yeah. You know, Something yeah. crazy, some you know, maybe MJF and them could have came out to the ring. Like they got the money, like yeah, put a, put a driveway right there where they could have drove up on a car, or you know, they could have backed the truck up almost like a la Rikishi and the hay truck. Yeah, something similar could have happened, I think. But what do I know? Again, I'm just a mark, right? So, well, the, for like as a movie fan, like I am, uh, the one thing people hate in movies is are off-screen kills. Uh, for horror fan or for any kind of movie, off-screen kills are an annoyance. But with wrestling, off-screen falls can happen as long as you have a good follow-up, and you know it, it, you make it work. This is one of those moments where an off-screen fall, you know, that was hidden or edited or whatever, could have worked. And the the one example I can give for this was there was a Shawn Michaels match. I forget who he was fighting. Um where he fell off a ladder or fell off something and he landed through um, the flooring of something. It, it was a big base. It basically was a big crate that was set up. He fell through. And when, and when they showed the camera angle above head, 
you could tell he was like he could tell he hit boxes. He landed on a pile of boxes. But they shifted the camera to the audience check. You know, you see people shocked, you see people amazed, people crying. Then they throw the camera back, and Sean is immediately not laying on boxes, but he's laying on uh, cement ground, blood all around on the ground, fake blood flowing everywhere, fake blood on his head and everything to show that, oh, he fell through and he's dead, or he's dead for right now. And that was all kind of done off screen, something that I think AEW needs to learn production with that. And to be fair, they need to start hiring some of these like low budget indie, indie movie directors to help them pull these stunts off instead of trying to wing it uh, live. Yeah, exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely watched it. In, and for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I admittedly did not watch NXT. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it's just wrestling is, is getting rough, man. Getting it is rough. getting rough. It is getting rough. I haven't watched NXT in the last two weeks. Uh, what, have been, what, have been, uh, what have you been watching, though? Outside of blood and guts. <laughs> Outside of blood and guts, uh, I ha- I finished up the creep show season season two creep show on Shutter. Really good. Final episode was was pretty good. Not as strong as I believe episode two or three. Um, the one with Ted Raimi. Uh, I don't want to give that away because that is a big episode. And when I mean big episode, this is essentially a side story to a cult classic movie franchise. So I highly suggest getting Shudder just to watch Creepshow, but there are a few other things that you can watch on there too, like Joe Bob Briggs and a few other movies. But Creepshow the series has been overall great so far. I've enjoyed it. I love anthology-based stuff like the Creepshow movies, like Trick or Treat, uh, VHS, stuff like that. I like it. So I finished Creepshow. Great stuff. Then I watched this one movie. And it, it, the, the box art kind of surprised me. Um, usually with box art, I because it's horror movie based, I see a lot of the similar stuff. I see a lot of the same things. Um, this box art was very similar to a few other horror movies, but it was like a different color. And the movie's called Trick. T-R-I-C-K. And it came out in 2019. Uh, and it's really good. It was really... I was surprised of how well it was done. It's got Omar Epps. Uh, it's got a balding Jamie Kennedy, and uh, it was real well done. It, it's it's definitely a slasher, like one of those revenge type slasher movies. Um, but I don't want to give it away because you know it, if I say anything, it's going to be a spoiler. But I suggest watching the movie. It's on Hulu for free or Hulu with ads. Wait, yeah, Hulu with ads. No, Hulu for free. I'm take that back. I'm all over the place. Yeah, it's on Hulu uh, for free. Worth watching. It was really good. Uh, highly recommend it just because it's different. It's not your typical slasher movie. It may start off that way, but as you're watching it, it is just really good. And definitely check it out. And then I followed that up with another movie called Wrinkles the Clown, which yeah. is a documentary. Uh, that was based on, uh, I don't know if you remember this, back in like maybe 2014 or 2016, all the clown sightings that people were doing, like oh, the, uh, yeah, the pranks yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's the one who started it. This guy's the one who eventually started it in Florida. Huh. <clears throat> uh, what he would do 
is that he would stand on the side of the street with balloons, kind of wave at people and everything, and he'd put stickers up all over the place with his phone number. And if you called him, um, what he would do, uh, basically, if you called him, he would, if he had bad kids, he would come and scare your kids. He'd peek through the windows. He'd walk around in the backyard. Oh, so basically, something due to scare your kid. And a lot of parents use this guy to make their kids get in line. Oh, so, no. So what he did was that, you know, he, he had his phone. He put his phone number up. Well, he recorded a message that even sounded creepy to where, you know, if the kids weren't behaving, the parents would call the number and the kids would freak out and start acting right again. as something I might want to look into because oh. <laughs> my two kids, but it's a documentary on that documentary on that. And they talk about like all the, like the clown uh, pranks and the, the kids dressing up as clowns walking through the woods the people in like apartments going around beating up clowns who were trying to do the prank. Uh, and this guy was the originator and it was really well done. It's a really good documentary. I was surprised at the level of uh, investigation that this documentary did on it. Um, just because it was, it was different. It was something different. Yeah. Listen, I'm surprised that this happened in Florida. I, I from what <laughs> I'm not. I know, well, I mean, yeah, I, you, I mean, this is definitely a this, this definitely falls under the heading of Florida man, uh, you know. But like, if I if I if I remember correctly, you know, are, aren't gun call, aren't gun laws kind of like similar there as they are here in Texas? So they are. I, that would be you know. Well, you're risking your life to pull a prank. Um, I don't know how many kids or people were um, uh, hurt as much. But they didn't make him comment about uh, a lot of kids were, did get beat up who dressed up as clowns who were trying to pull the prank. Uh, and they were uh, dealt with. But um, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty good documentary in the, in the act of basically it follows this old man around who is uh, doing it. And he never really reveals his identity. He keeps it a secret because he doesn't want his face out there to people, for people to trace it back to him. Sure. But, it, but it is an older guy. Uh, and he puts, he created this empire of, you know, this clown that goes around scaring kids, uh, you know, not for, you know, he does, have a, he does, he does have a price. He'll do it for a price and he will, uh, you know, make your kids listen. And, oh my God. The price, the price yeah. of being, like <laughs> scaring somebody to no end. That's, Okay, look, man, like, I remember when this happened, I told myself, if I was driving down the road, like, late at night, and this one of these dudes popped up, so I was running mm -hmm. my car, Yeah, I'm making life decisions. I'm either, <laughs> I'm, flip, I'm flipping that B in reverse, or <laughs> I'm about to commit vehicular manslaughter to some degree. Like, I'm not playing with no clowns, especially no clowns trying to bum rush me on a country road in the middle of the night. <laughs> Well, like, well, they say that uh, uh, when that started, because because the, the pranks and the uh, copycats were happening in North Carolina and South Carolina, and when they started happening, that's when like the like places that they started initiating a curfew, they started initiating uh, we will if you dress as a clown we will arrest you, and if you're not heading to a party or have a reservation or a job or a, de a destination to go to, you'll be arrested. Uh, oh, and yeah. and like they they were because they had they had people or kids or people going around 
with like the vans, you know, trying to get kids to jump in these vans as a prank. Oh, and, and come on, that that's just again, yeah, manslaughter. Yeah, people, people, <laughs> the, people don't know how to do pranks right. They they think that by that their joke is the only joke. So it's, it's edge lording, and you, I know you're familiar with this term. It's a fairly yeah, newer term in the last year or so. Yeah, gatekeeping yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, like we get it. You're edgy and cool. Like for God's sakes, like don't get yourself or somebody killed or something so stupid. Yeah. Yikes. But no, I'm, 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 I'm thoroughly, honestly interested in watching that. This was also on Hulu as well, because, because this was the, because after I watched trick, this movie popped up with like, Hey, you might enjoy this movie. I'm like, huh? Okay. Let me check it out. Yeah. So, I, want, I just want to harken back to trick. It has Tom Atkins in it. So how, yes. I mean, it's got, it's got street cred already. Yeah. It's got Tom Atkins, Omar Epps, J- balding, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, it, it's it's a really well done movie. I I, I was don't surprised. Hmm? So don't be hating. Uh, well, his hairline be hating. Yeah, man. Anytime I hear of Jamie Kennedy, I think Malibu's most wanted. Well, because well, Jamie, I'll, I'll say this: in the later Tremors movies, Jamie Kennedy's in there, and he's pretty decent. He plays a decent character. Really, he does. I, I will give him props because he plays a uh, Burt Gummer's uh, son. Okay, and uh, he does a good job. At, he plays really well off of Burton Gummer, so I'll give him props for that. But in this movie, he is just not. Um, he's in it. I'll just leave it at that. He's in it. Okay, fair enough. But, but yeah, Trick was a lot of fun. Yeah, someone with the, the yeah, they said Tom Atkins and Omar Epps. It's got the it's got that skull, that hoodie skull on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Highly recommend. Awesome. So, what have you been? Wa- well, besides Bloody Guts, what have you been watching? Or is that really mainly been it? Uh, you know. <laughs> hey, I understand. Yeah, I, understand. And I, and I know I'm kicking it down <laughs> here, uh, and I know it's not exciting. I promise I will be more exciting with this as I move down the rank. <laughs> as we're rebooting, we're doing this soft reboot. I guess yeah. soft reboot. I don't know what you want to call it, but as we're in the middle of rebooting this podcast, I am literally up to my lobes. <laughs> in artwork that has to be done by a certain deadline and so you know uh, that's understandable time, yeah eating the hell up I, I you know i would love dude the only time i get to really watch anything anymore is <laughs> like when i'm going to bed and i throw mm-hmm. it on like the network or i throw it on njpw or something and there's like some wrestling going on that i literally fall asleep to and that's it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I completely understand that. I, I understand that myself. So uh, I, yeah, completely understandable. So I guess that kind of, that's kind of wrapping that segment up. So let's jump into, I guess, you know, we kind of touched on a little bit last week, our last recording uh, that we were, that we were going to go do a toy show over the weekend. Oh and my God. We yeah. did it and we did it and we survived. So we can kind of talk about our experiences here. So first question is, how did you do? And did you do pretty good or did you kind of like, eh? You know, listen, how was it for you? Listen, listen, Linda. Okay. <laughs> uh, my boy, Michael Garcia, has been putting this toy show on roughly th- once every three months. So like, you know, yeah. once a quarter um, when there's not a pandemic happening. And this was kind of like the triumphant return toy show amidst all of that mm-hmm. 
dude, I always make money at these shows because look, the fact that it's only once a quarter gives the vendor enough time to put, put together merchandise, get something worth shopping. Yeah, it gives the buyer time to save money to buy stuff to go shopping. Okay. Yep. I think, and I, I, I I'm wholeheartedly agreeing with this. I am done. Well, I'm not done. I'm waiting on my second shot, <laughs> but I'm over masked, just like every other person that hates wearing them. I'm on board with you. I get it, dude. It mm-hmm. sucks. I work a retail job where I have to wear them every day for nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. But Michael and them have gone out of their way to make sure that everybody feels safe. That's true. And they have gone out of their way to make you comfortable. And, dude, people were ready just to get out and spend money. I This is probably the best I've ever done at a, at a toy show for a Gulf Coast toy show. I Yeah. And I always make a nice chunk of change to put away in the bank. This one was like double what I normally make. So, oh wow, that's yeah, that's really good then. Yeah, that's really good then. As a vendor, you know, I sign up every. You, they give you as a vendor, they give you a chance to sign up for the next show at the end of that mm-hmm. show. They do. I've never not signed up and done it again. Never. The the that's the good. the vendor space is super affordable. You can't beat it. The yeah. crowd is great, man. It's it's you know, uh, to quote our boy Bob Camacho, it's like a family. You know what I mean? It feels that is like true. It feels like you're seeing cousins and and stuff like that you haven't seen in a while. You're like, "What's up, B?" You know, and you're doing all this number and you know, like, you know, shout out to Bob Camacho. Yeah, two popcorn buckets I bought at Disney that I couldn't do anything with. (laughs) Bob swoops in like, you know, popcorn bucket Batman, and it's like, "Hey, man, what's up with the popcorn bucket game?" I'm like, "Bro, I got you," and I just dug them out and sold them to him real quick. It's just like that. That's literally how just about every transaction is at the toy show. I love the Gulf Coast Toy Show, and I would strongly advise anyone who has not been to go, and if you have been, for God's sake, go again. What about you, man? How, how I think this was your first one, wasn't it? This, yeah, this is my first time vending at this show. I've done a few shows in the past uh, where I think the very first show I did, I forget who I forget who did it, but it was like kind of it was kind of this very simple guy who was out of uh, like the Katy area. And I did it with a friend who, wait, which friend did I do it? Cause I did, I did that show. I think three times. Um, was it Houston culture showcase? Is that what it, it might've been? It was a show that you showed up at you and Devin showed up at. And I, was I believe, vid- and I apologize to anybody who knows him. I forget the gentleman's name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to the guy. He passed away. Unfortunately. Oh and- no. He wait, he passed away. Yeah, he, it was a, it was an older guy, right? And like, yeah, you, have like, uh, you did like the raffle ticket when you walked in, and so yeah. on. And so on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel terrible. I'm I'm blanking on his name, but I know that he did some pretty good shows, man. But, you know, he was really nice. And oh no, oh I did not know. I yeah. Oh wow, it, it was a it was, gosh, it must have been a few years ago that that he did. But I know there were some guys and, and and gals in the Houston area who picked up the mantle or and were doing this, were continuing the show. And from, by all accounts, we're doing well with it before all this pandemic crap. Hit. Oh, man. So, yeah. I did this show three times. I mean, he was a super nice guy, kind of simple. Um, but but those shows, they weren't really promoted as well. I promoted them through my Facebook and I think my Instagram as well. Whenever I did them, I, I think the first show I did it, I did it with Travis. Second time I did it, I did it with um, Rob Zip. Third time I did it, I did it on my own. And I, I had Jeremy, uh, 
uh, Alleman, uh, Lisa and Jeremy's Jeremy, because we have, because we know a few Jeremy's, uh, <laughs> he came out there with me to help me sell. Uh, and the guy was super nice. He was always selling the same comics that he had. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was always selling the same comics, um, which, which are, which are, you know, the, the, they're like, he came from his own personal collection at the same time. He, they were not in the best condition, probably because he read them a lot because they came from his personal collection. I was gonna say they were well loved copies, as we call it in the comic book retail. Yes, industry. yes, uh, you know his, his well respected copies, and yeah. and uh, super nice. But and then I did another show back in November, up going toward Katie, uh, uh, where I was put next to our friend Christine Nix. She was my uh, my neighbor. Uh, and that was, that was, I did, I did okay there. This, and this was still during the pandemic. So people were a little shaky turnout. Wasn't that great, but it was still good enough for me. And I mean, you did the toy show that was at, at uh, St. Arnold that one, uh, yes. a little over a year super, ago, a little super over a year happy ago. Incredible uh, toy show. Yes. Yeah. That one super happy, incredible toy show at St. Arnold. And that one I did really well at, but this show, I'll, I will say this. I'm not a vendor. I'm not a supplier. Uh, I'm not an importer. I'm not, I don't run a store. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy selling stuff that's in my closet to get rid of. Cause I got too much of the stuff <laughs> and I did really well because some of the stuff I took that I thought I'm not going to sell. I'm just going to take it just to fill up table space. I ended up selling and the stuff I thought was going to go, you know, that's, that was going to make the most didn't sell. So uh, it, it was, but it was really, it, I did really well. And I remember I kept coming over to you like, Hey, well, like when my table was empty, I'm like, Hey, I just sold this. I wasn't expecting to sell it. And you know, it, <laughs> and it was just, it was just you, a great, huh? Yeah. About the time, and about the time you said that there's another guy at your table looking at yeah, your stuff. Like, <laughs> so I have like run back to my table <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do it. But yeah, I did really well. Um, yeah, Gwen was with me again. I, I usually take Gwen cause she's my little sidekick to help me out. And plus, I think she likes going to these toy shows and looking around and seeing people and stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it's it's fun. We have fun. She'll complain about being bored up there. But then as soon as we leave, she's like, I had so much fun. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. I, and I'm like, well, what was your favorite part? Walking around and leaving the table. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Gwen. Not, not not being around my dad, who's just not as cool as, as <laughs> I am or whatever. Yeah. He's like, Dad, you see that guy over there? He's selling Pokemon cards. You're not selling Pokemon cards. Well, when you want to sell yours? No. Okay, yeah, then. Exactly. <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm glad that you did great, man. I, and I, 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 see, you are but a humble uh, father of two who's got too much crap and needs to get rid of it, yeah. right? Yes. Aaron, we all start that way. <laughs> Maybe so. not as fathers of two, but as people <laughs> who just have too much ish in their closet yeah, and need much. to move it. And then what happens is you do a show and you make a nice little chunk of change that you didn't expect to make. And you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> At some point I'm going to run out of crap to sell. I might want to keep my eyes peeled <laughs> at these, <laughs> at these, you know, estate sales and garage sales and thrift shops and whatnot. True. You never know. True. Okay. Let, let me put it this way. The next show for Gulf coast toy show is October 10th. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyone who's listening, you want to go to Gulf Coast Toy Show. You can go. You can Google them. You can definitely search it on Facebook. Because if you don't have a, a Facebook at this point, what's wrong with you? Um, follow the event page. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's 
not to mention free parking and free admission. I mean, how the hell can well, you go wrong? If you want to do early bird admission, it's five bucks to get it. That's in. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 10 to 11, it's five bucks, which honestly is well worth the money, which I do have a story about that in just a second. But I'm going to get this plug in <laughs> before it kills me. Uh, I, I love this show. Everyone I've talked to has ever been to this show. Even if they didn't buy anything, had a wonderful time just rooting around people's stuff in their at their booths because it's just a, it's an eclectic mixture of hardcore collectors. Yep. Fathers of two. Yep. <laughs> newly married men who have too much crap in their house. Yeah. And would be, you know, would be titans of industry when it comes to toys and collecting. I, I don't know how else to stress this. And it's right before Christmas. It's October 10th. It is a perfect chance to bring that wad of cash that you know you need to bring to toy shows because we do set, accept credit card and PayPal, but cash talks-ish walks, right? So Yeah, cash does talk. Yeah. Bring it, man. Bring it, and I, I hope we, we. I hope we see you guys out there. Uh, my booth is uh, number fourteen, and Aaron is right across the the way from me. I don't know what your booth number is, but you got the same spot, right? Uh, I yeah, I need to. I need, I need to email Michael, but yeah, I have booth number fifty. Yeah, come see us, man. Uh, who knows? At, the, at at that point, I'm pretty sure we might be doing some man on the street interviews just to kind of plug into the show. I think that would be really cool. I think that'd be cool too. I really so, like that idea. So you mentioned stories, so we so we can kind of transition to our actual times there, and along with that transition, last week we talked about finding our, our, our treasures, our grails, you know, things we're looking for. So starting off with with that before the stories, did you find any grails that you were looking for at the show, or see any grails? You didn't have to buy it, but you could have complained about the high price, like I'm about to do, but. <laughs> But but did you find any of your grails that or see any of your grails uh, that you were looking for? I most certainly, sir. I most certainly seen them, but by God, I did not get a chance to really walk away to shop them. Um, <laughs> I my my wonderful wife Nicole had to literally go get us snacks and, and drinks because as sure as the sun rises, every time I walk away from the table, I had another customer and I had my wife yes. calling me with another question. So that's a good problem to have. Yes, you that know, is. Uh, my grill, I think I talked about last time, was the four undercover turtles that supposedly is in Targets, but I never see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it retails for at least 100 or 120. So I'm pretty sure it would have been every bit of 180 to 200 at the toy show, which I get it. I, I'm not knocking that number, but I'm a man of patience. I can wait. <laughs> I'm a man of patience. <laughs> That's right. Especially when it comes to $200 for yeah. a freaking toy. <laughs> yeah so what about you man what, what what are the things that you saw that were definitely out of your price range well I, I know last week i didn't mention these and i should have mentioned it because and i didn't even think about it until i went upstairs after we recorded and i saw one of the three uh and that happened to be you know back in my day or back in our day there was oh, a, there was a cartoon with you old man huh don't be lumping me in with you old man well i mean you're older so Damn, don't tell them that. <laughs> so back in the day, back in the day of, you know, Sunday cartoons and VHS rental cartoons, there was a show called Inhumanoids that oh. I was a huge fan of. I was a massive fan of. I was not allowed to watch it on TV because one of my parents thought that the cartoon was very satanic and Del- oh, devil worshiped and all this other goofiness. Ugh. So I'm not going to throw that parent under the bus because they've already got their own crazy amount of issues that they're dealing with on a daily basis that they're 
husband has to deal with. But <laughs> I, I was not allowed to watch that cartoon. But we were also dropped off at a lot of babysitters' places. So when the babysitter was like, "Hey, who wants to go to the video store and rent a movie?" This is what I chose. This is what I picked a lot of the times because I did have a dollar on me. Rentals back then were like seventy nine cents for the older stuff, and I was able to get some of my stuff. But I was <laughs> able to watch it. You say seventy nine cents? Seventy nine cents a rental. That, those were the days. Those were the days. Oh, it'll never so, be again. <laughs> so I, I rented. I think I got all. I think I got a little over halfway through the series via VHS. Uh, but the storyline is basically these people, these scientists, drill a hole to the center of the Earth, and by doing so, they unleash this giant creature they call Metlar, and his two henchmen decompose and Tindrell. And these are these giant monsters that wreck havoc. And it's it's this is essentially Pacific Rim, but in the center of the Earth, in Hollow Earth, before Pacific Rim. Before Godzilla versus Kong, the new remake, this is and this was this was a well done cartoon series, and you have like mythologies and other monsters and stuff too. But for the toys, there were three giant toys of Metlar, Tendril, and Decompose. Now, about eight years ago, I had Metlar. I've got him off eBay for thirty dollars. He was broken. The guy refunded me all of my money. I was able to fix them. I sent them off to someone to go get to get repainted, which cost me $30. So all in all, I spent 60 bucks and had this badass looking Metlar giant figure with a semi-realistic paint job. Jen did not like this, or my wife Jen did not like this, and she made me sell him. Oh. I ended up getting around 120 bucks for him because of the mainly because of the paint job. Wow. Uh but these are the figures that I've always wanted to own because I love that cartoon series. And it wasn't until after I sold him that basically explained to her why I collected him. And these are toys that I've always wanted that she was like, she had that, uh, that, that moment of what have I done type of <laughs> moment. <laughs> you laid the guilt trip on her. Yeah, I did lay the guilt trip on her because, because those are the toy. Those, those are the three figures I've always wanted to own that I was never allowed to because of a crazy parent. But me and you hit up a toy show two years ago, I think, at the uh, the flea market, the one that's out on Bel Air, I think, or Beachnut. Oh, um, they just recently had their they have their own little Comic Con now. They do, yeah, yeah, they have their own Comic Con, Trader's Village. Trader, yeah, the trailer, the Trader's Village. And we went there, and I found Tendril, and Man. I found him for forty bucks, and he was in he's in pretty good condition. Uh, he that's needs the green he, one, right? That's the green one that looks like a plant. That looks like Cthulhu, sort of. Okay, yeah, seriously. Uh, so I bought him at that Trader's Village. Well, at this show, Gulf Coast show, somebody had the other two giant figures. Oh my god! They're in pretty good condition. Um, Decompose, which is the skeletal-looking one that had like the open rib cage. Everybody remembers that one because of the rib cage. He oh, looks like he looks like a giant skeleton with like a horse skull on his head, with the rib cage that opens and closes. And I think his heart, you could push his heart in and out. That's and great. he had and he had Metlar too. So I asked him this, and this is before the show opens. He, he sees I'm a vendor and everything, you know, so he knows, or not a vendor, but he sees I'm there selling. So he knows that, you know, hey, this guy's gonna be here selling too. 
Um, I ask him, the humanoids, how much for both of them? And he quotes me the for, for Metlar, he wants three twenty-five. Oh, like $3 and 25 cents. I wish <laughs> for decompose. He wants 425. Oh no. Add those two together. He wanted $800 for both of them. And wow. as I'm looking at it, decompose needs, a, he needs a new paint job. Decompose is not in great shape. Metlar has to, he's resting on the back wall. So you know that his leg joints aren't that strong. So these right. not are not in perfect condition. They need some work done, but this guy wants $800 for both of them. Oh and the sad part, the sad part is, is that if I, if I still had Metlar, I wouldn't, I would, I would have splurged for decompose just to complete the set just to go home, repaint him, fix him up, do all that work, just to have all three of them. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I know the feeling. As you're sitting here talking about this, man, I was trying to remember in Humanoids. Mm-hmm. The, the name sounded familiar, so I did some yeah. Google Foo. Uh, I see the Inhumanoids Marvel comic cover, and I've, I've seen that book before. Yeah. So that's where I remember it from. That's where looking at the toys, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of jogging my memory there were humans in these crazy bulbous looking suits yes <laughs> i had yes. some of these guys i had the purple one with like the brain looking material yeah yeah i had him i had this granok monster with the green eyes mm-hmm. i had that i had that one yep um i didn't have any of the big monsters i think i had just the human guys in the robot suits and the yeah. granok but but i mean uh, that was just heartbreaking for me because, yeah, I know I didn't mention this last time because it took me a while to remember it, but yeah, I'm, I'm on looking for the humanoids. I have Tendril. I'm looking for a Metlar. I'm looking for a Decomposed. There is a fourth giant figure that was a snake-based creature. Uh, I forget the name. I think it's like King Hiss or uh, uh, but he was like a giant. He was like a giant Egyptian snake. Was he made or was it like uh some people I've read that he was made that there are prototypes of him out there. Oh, that's, that's, that's the, that's the word of death right there. That's the kiss of death. You said it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And probably, Zach, probably Zach Ryder has all five of them. Jesus. He probably, yeah, he probably has a guy who made it. Locked oh, up it, it was called a uh, Slithar. Slithar. It sounds very Motu to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was called Slithar. There was another one called a uh, gargoyle, which was like this giant kind of like, dog dragon looking creature that had like a lava based stomach i remember that was a toy because i remember seeing that one in a in a few places but uh yeah just seeing those toys and like really wanting uh the figures and i'm just like man i i can't afford them i wish i could uh but i couldn't and uh that's 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 understandable but uh, yeah so i saw that didn't get them both as I've said before. And, uh, but I did pick another, uh, uh, I did pick up something. Um, one of the things I'm looking for is I'm always looking for NECA horror icons. And I was able to get, uh, pinhead from Hellraiser three, the NECA form. I got the, I got the very last one. So I'm happy for that. Uh, got them for 35, which is really good. Uh, well, I didn't know I take that back. I talked the guy down the, the price was 35, but I talked him down to a good price. And I'd rather not say the price just because I know 
I want to get a deal later later on for other stuff. Right, hopefully. right. You, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you don't want to you don't want to give up your uh, your inside source or what have you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get that, but I did get that. Uh, and for Gwen, there again, toy show. There, there's always going to be the flippers. There's always going to be the uh, people buying things just to flip and sell. And the sad part for me is that my daughter Gwen is big into Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Super big into Pokemon cards. So you had vendors out there selling the 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 trainer boxes and packs for you know they, they've they've upped the price, and I was able to get her a, a trainer pack for basically cost because the guy who was the vendor who was selling them, you know when I you know I told him oh yeah you know my daughter's been looking at your cards all day she says this and this she's a big fan she actually plays the game she does tournaments and all this which she does. Or up until the pandemic, she would go to a, a local card shop and play Pokemon. Uh, he sold me the box at cost or at retail, which was very cool of him. And Gwen very, has a very cool. yeah, she, she has a box of a uh, uh, trainer box of Pokemon cards, but she hasn't got them yet because she hasn't been good enough, or she hasn't done uh, her chores and stuff to earn them yet. So it'll be a good surprise for her to get. But hey she man, got some Pokemon these, cards. These cheerins need to act right. Well, you know, we, I got to teach the kids that if they do their chores and they listen, you get prizes. You know, you, you get rewards by listening, following directions, stuff like this. So, uh, we will get. She will get them, hopefully one day. And it won't be like the switch or like the other things that she's had to wait months for because she <laughs> she messes up because she messes up. No, you're doing the right thing, man. I think anybody out there who's listening that has kids would agree. Yes. And then the final thing I bought, and this will be, this will be me kind of wrapping it up for my part of it, was uh, I'm also a big Masters of the Universe fan. Uh, always been a fan of that. Uh, and as I grew up, I had a ton of the figures, and I honestly don't know what happened to them. I really don't know what happened. I don't know if one of my parents, the crazy one, gave them away. Or they were shipped up to my grandmother's farm after I got older, or basically just what, ha- or they got donated or whatever. I don't know. But uh, my very first ever Masters of the Universe figure was Buzz Off, the the bee looking warrior guy. Yes. And so I've always had a, I've always had a spot, and in, in my childhood nostalgia for Buzz Off, and uh, I've been kind of looking for the OG Buzz Off figure. I had the 2002 fi- figure from the remake. That was that's the, uh, the Four Horsemen sculpted one, right? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the same. So no, no. at the show, somebody had the figure. It's in pretty good condition. It does need a little few paint touch-ups, which I can do because that I'll look at as as a project. But he had it for 20 bucks. It had the wings. Wings are in amazing shape. They're, they're not cracked or bent or broken or anything. They're in great shape. Uh, bought it for 20 bucks and then the next day went on eBay and was able to score his, his helmet and his ax. The total amount was like 10 with, and, and this is included shipping too, was like 10 or 12 bucks. Uh, and they're oh, wow. both in great shape. So I'm waiting for those to come in. I can't wait because, uh, I just, I want to repaint them, make them look kind of cool looking, you know, kind of do some edits and take it to work and have it be on my desk at work. Dude, what you need to do now is you need to get one of those little flight bases that they make for like uh, the, yes. modern, the modern figures, but the clamp around his waist so you give him like a flight option. 
Yes, I do. I definitely do. That's sick, dude. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. And and ten to twelve bucks for those accessories is yeah. uh, a absurd, absurdly good deal. Because uh, again, I, I, you know, here's another thing. I've been meaning to find out if I can mention the undisclosed comic shop in the greater Houston <laughs> area that I work at. I haven't found out for sure if I can do that yet, but that, okay. that shop in particular has been getting a lot of Motu stuff in at its mm-hmm. uh, South Houston location close to Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, we had a guy bring in a huge Motu collection and I wish yeah. I would I wish I would have thought about it because there was a buzz off in there. We sold it immediately <laughs> <laughs> naturally, but um, yeah, it was complete and it was awesome. But the all, do you remember towards the end of that toy line? There was um, those ones that had the, they were like have they had like gears and they were like little uh, spinning robots or whatever. I vaguely, vaguely remember those. Yeah, vaguely I remember vaguely those. remember them as well. And when I was going through the box, I kept looking at it thinking this is not a master's figure. This is not a master's figure. There was two of them. And I just, for the life of me, I couldn't place what the hell they were. And then, uh, you know, on my phone, whenever, because I'm, you know, not to brag or anything, but I know a lot about old figures. I, yeah. My parents bought me a lot. I was spoiled in that way. But <laughs> I didn't remember these guys. So on my phone, on the Google app, they have the Google Lens. Do you have Google Lens on your phone? Yeah, I do. Dude, Google Lens is a freaking lifesaver. For those of you listening who have the Google app on your phone and don't know what the hell this is, Google <laughs> Lens you go, you click on the Google app and it has a little thing next to the search bar. It's a little button you press and it takes you to your camera. Mm-hmm. You put whatever you're looking at in front of the camera. And what it does is it scans the picture that you're showing it and it searches the whole ass internet to find what the heck it is. So you can know what the hell you're looking at. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just very excited about this. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. I bought, we bought this collection and I didn't factor this, these figures in cause I thought they were not even master's figures. Uh-huh. Yeah, we gave them something, but I feel like we got away with highway robbery because uh, furthermore, there's two of them. One's called Rotar and Twistor yes. or something like that. Yes, Rotar and Twistor. Yeah, uh, Twistoid, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, we were, okay, look, and they were complete with their weapons. Like they're all their accessories and crap. Oh, man. They were 300 plus loose and played with condition. Insane. And we have master's collectors that come through quite often because they know a lot of the guys who buy figures at the stores I shop at or yeah. stores I work at know that I, I get good stuff and that I often have fair prices. Uh, uh, one of one of one guy came in, I can't remember his name, but he he bought one without even thinking about it because there's two of them. They're both 300 some odd dollars. Yes, they are. And so he bought one and then uh, we I think he bought Twistoid. The purple headed one, I think it's Twistoid. Yeah, that's Twistoid. And then and Rotar is the the human that looks like kind of like a like a human elephant with a robot head. Yes, yes. Uh, my, my boy Tony, uh, he he's been shopping with me for a while. He came in, he was kind of looking around, and I said, "Hey, man, I saw you do Masters." I said, um, "Look at these vintage uh, original Masters I got." Because you know, when they're at that price range, you don't just throw them out there on the uh, on the hook mm-hmm. for any Joe Blow to grab. You keep it behind the counter. Yeah, and we had a number of those in this collection. He he was going through the bags. And he goes, "Holy!" Like he said it like you know, like loud. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "You know what this is?" I was like, "I only recently know what it is, but it sounds like you definitely know what it is. So you need to go ahead and buy it." <laughs> and so he, we you know we hold toys for seven days. So he's like, "Man, he's like if you can hold this, 
let me go put this money together and I'm gonna come back and he <laughs> came back and bought it, man. It was crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. And, and for those of you listening, if you haven't learned by now on this episode three of the soft reboot that we go on and on and on about toys. We do. It's uh, they're, if they're you haven't learned that lesson, then shame on you. And if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> well, I gotta ask you for for Rotar, did he have the visor? Rotar. Um, did he have the, the, the eye visor that goes across his mask? Oh. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at this. Is this did that wait, okay. Was did that come with the original or was that from the uh the classics uh reboot figures? Because the, 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 there's two different versions. There's one that he came with an accessory that had a visor, and there's one that where he didn't. Oh, there were two different versions? Yeah. I was not aware of this. I uh this one his eyes were exposed. He didn't okay. have a visor. Let's see, I learned something new every oh I I see the one you're talking about now. Okay. And that was also an original, or was that like one of the ones that was released in Mexico? Because you know they often did like, oh, wait, is that the back of his head? I think you're seeing the back of his head with the gray, the gray thing where his eyes should be. Yeah. Look it's at his back. arms. Look at his arms and see which way his arms are facing. They're facing forward. Are they? Or has this guy got the head on backwards? Because the the picture I'm looking at. Uh, oh, okay, wait. No. Okay, wait. Never mind. This one might be a re-release. That one might be a re-release. Okay. Okay. See, I never had I never had this figure. Out of all the He-Man figures I did have, oh god, I, ne I never had this one. No, no, I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember because I think it was towards the end of the run where everything was short, short production. Yeah. And so I, I think I remember seeing it on the back of a box. I don't think I, I don't think I ever seen it in per in person. Okay. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. It was they were cool. And yeah. They, was, oh, they were cool. Dude, th this is one of the parts of my job that I love when guys come in who are my age or older and they suddenly turn into a 10-year-old kid again because they're like, holy <laughs> crap, you have this? And they just lose their minds. And it, it makes my heart happy, man. Because that's, that's dude, nostalgia is big business. And yeah. nostalgia is not going anywhere. Uh, with everything going digital, you can't, your toys don't go digital. You know what I mean? They don't. They do not. Yeah. So this is, it's beautiful to see that happening. So like, Again, here we are with the tangent. I don't know what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about the toy show. Yeah, <laughs> you were talking about Buzz Off. Yeah, I was talking about Buzz Off. Buzz Off. Uh, so yeah, I found him. I found the accessories. I, I got the accessories in order. They're coming in. Uh, so I bought that. I bought a Pinhead figure. I bought Gwen some Pokemon cards. I uh, think that's all we. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much all I bought because I, I kept getting uh, rushed. So did you find anything? Okay, let's go to you. Did you find anything? Um, did you buy anything? I did. I did buy a few things uh, out of convenience alone because our neighbor was a gentleman. Uh, his booth, I guess it was him and some buddies went in together on it and they had this kind of eclectic mixture of a bunch of different things. But the yes. guy in particular that I bought from was uh, a big wrestling fan and he had all these things from the wrestle crates. Yes. Uh, and so he had a ton of like the comic books that came with it, the pins, patches, can openers, T-shirts, DVDs, uh, just yes. this guy was a sweetheart of a guy, man. And you know, he could tell I was a wrestling fan, or that we were wrestling fans because all the wrestling stuff we had for sale. Um, and as the show went on, I started asking about this thing and that thing, and he was giving me these brother-in-law deals. And I said, "Hey, man, you don't have to." I said, "You know, give me the right price. You don't have to do that." He's like, "No, I mean, he's like, I'm just, I'm just dumping this stuff." <laughs> okay, you don't have to tell me twice. So I started buying stuff from him like crazy, and then I stepped away for a minute. 
And Nicole was talking to him, and he sold her the rest of his stuff for like 30 <laughs> bucks. And it wow. was just a smorgasbord of Russell Crate uh, swag that I still haven't had a chance to even go through yet. But like, I'm sure we got doubles of enamel pins at this point and things like that. Uh, although, I will say this, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fence about this. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I invested to sell or invested to keep at least one of okay. them. There was a gentleman who had some of the old bone crunching action Jack Pacific Stone Cold figures still in the box. Okay. He had like five of them. And he uh he was selling them for ten bucks a piece. And you know, as you often do, you say, Well, what's your best price? Of course, I didn't do this at the very beginning, which was this will lead into my other story earlier. But later on in the show, I went by and said, Hey man, so would you do 40 for all these? He's like, Well, oh no, it's okay, that's cool. I kept looking, and you know. Uh-huh. I'm a student of the game, as you know, Aaron. So I hung out for a while at the booth, and he's like, "You know what, man? Forty bucks. I'm forty bucks. I'm tired of seeing them." I say, "Oh, hey, good, got it." The one figure that I'm most excited about from that is the Maximum Sweat Stone Cold. Do you remember? The, do you remember the Maximum Sweat toys? I remember that. Like, like uh, those are the big beefy guys, like the big, like the basically He Man theme, the He Man themed uh, wrestlers that that would squirt water out of various holes in the the body. Yeah, yeah, uh, just dude. I mean, I had, and, and pardon me if you hear my uh, my keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's unprofessional for me to be clickety clacking while I'm while I'm, I'm podcasting, but uh, deal with it because I got I got to pull these picture up pictures <laughs> up so you can appreciate what I'm about to describe to you. Um, I want to say it's the one with the vest, the maximum sweat stone cold, with the hat yeah. or without the hat. Oh God! See that's that's to quote the the Major Brothers. That's so Jax. They <laughs> they always did something crazy, and there's always a quote unquote variant when it wasn't even really a variant. They just throw they just threw crap in the box. No, I don't well, think one, I don't think this one had a hat. Well, right? I remember they had so Wave One had Shawn Michaels, Taker, Triple H, Kane, and Shawn Michaels, Taker, Triple H, Kane. Stone Cold, so yeah, you're five. And Series 2 had Road Dog, Billy Gunn, another Stone Cold, uh, China, oh, God. and Edge, I think. I think that was Series 2. Oh, if I, if I remember Edge correctly, that was a nightmare-looking figure. Yes. But the hardest-to-find figure out of both those ways was Kane. Do you remember why? Uh, if I remember correctly, is that you could take his mask off, right? Yes, you could take the mask off, and that revealed his secret because, of the, because at the time on TV, he never took his mask off. At that time, he never had his mask off. So Perfect. the toy company designed what they thought he would look like without the mask. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Holy crap, that's right. I, I'm, I'm surprised I remember that. I remember that because I went looking everywhere for the cane one. Whenever I go to the mall or, you know, I'll meet a mall or Bieber mall. You mean and, KB uh, toy store? Yeah, but I went to KB toys. I went to uh toys R Us. I went everywhere. And the only figures that I, I would always find were either triple H road dog or, uh, or uh, a taker here and there. Uh, but I never found Kane, never found HBK, never found any of the others. Mm. Mm. God, the cane, the, the Sean, these figures are ugly as. It, it, 
They're not pretty. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. But I wanted the king just because the king just looks so cool. It just it does. He's the coolest looking one. He yeah. literally is the coolest looking one. It, it fit his costume. It, it like it fit his his character. It, was, it just looks so cool. So I always wanted Kane, but never found Kane. Damn, dude. Then you should keep your eyes peeled for the next toy show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to now. Well, for the next toy show, uh, I've I've got my list of what I'm hunting for. Um, I want to get a Masters of the Universe Cyclone figure. Because that was another one of my favorites that I had growing up. So I need to, well, because I have, okay, so here's my, kind of going back to last week. Here's what I'm looking for as far as Masters figures goes. I'm looking for a Cyclone. Hopefully semi-complete, at least 60% complete. I can find the accessories of the weapons online. I'll look, and, and the sticker on his chest needs to be somewhat working or I somewhat was about to say, That's going to be your biggest road hump right there is that freaking radar on, his, on his chest. Yeah, sticker. So he's one. Grizzlor. That was another figure I had growing up that that was kind of like like my go-to for He-Man's. I had a Grizzlor figure. I don't know know why my dad got me that. I just had a Grizzlor. Probably because Beastman or Mossman was too messy or he didn't want to deal with that. Uh, So those. And then Mantena. That was the other other one I had too. Oh my gosh. So so those those are the four. Those are the main four or main three Masters of the Universe figures I'm looking for. Because those are the ones I played with the most that I had that I took everywhere. I had a Fisto figure that I did that for a while with, but I lost him. I think I left him at a friend's house. I had a tongue lasher figure that, again, he I left. I think uh, a teacher took him up and never gave him back. Uh, but the other ones are ones I'm going to be looking for. Hopefully, I can find them. I can find the accessories as well, because those are the things I want to display up in my office. So just to have, you know. For nostalgia purposes, so the, so the, so the, like so, the, so those are my new uh, grails to look for for the next toy show. Wow! Again, I, I've, if, if 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 only we had a time machine because yes. in that same collection we had Grizzlor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, we had a Grizzlor, and we also had the Dark Face uh, Grizzlor, the harder to find of the two. Yeah, was in that collection. I sold that. I sold that bad boy immediately. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, Insane. I would imagine so insane so i guess i guess since i answered that question i i did that question i'll throw it to you is there an, are there new grails for you to hunt for after this toy show that, that you can think of or remember you know i think right before the toy show mm-hmm. I think, or right after it i think I, god all these days just run together at certain points but i found that legends um wwe legends uh vader i found a vader that, that was before the toy show because you okay. sent me texts or you sent me pms like ecstatic and happy that you found it. Okay. Uh, and it's funny enough because earlier today, again, Clay Wayne Hirsch sent me uh pics and hey, is your does your bro Chris still looking for the Vader figure? Uh oh, they weird. just put some new ones out and I can grab one for him. And I was like, no, he actually found one uh, after we recorded. <laughs> so boy, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. And that's one of the things I love about this community, man. When you start kind of helping each other out. Yes. You know, uh, it's kind of like that nerds of anarchy, nerds helping nerds thing, man. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. We are. We That's definitely awesome. are. Yeah, I definitely that was one that I, I, I was going to look for, but uh thank thank the, the thank the heavens I got that. Um I'm really on the fence because you know me, I'm a spider guy, all right? Yeah, so I'm 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 all about the legends, mm-hmm. uh Spider-Man legends. But I keep um I keep seeing this this deluxe Thanos legend. Yeah, I've seen that one. And it keeps calling my name and I 
it's it's a slippery slope, man. And not to mention those Marvel Legends, those little uh, three and three quarter throwback reaction looking ones. They're like ten bucks. Yeah, those are yeah. killing me too because like that line is extensive. Well, um, have they announced the wave two for that? Because I've I've got the Spider Man. You know, I got the Spider Man one. I don't know. Let's let's see. Let's see if we can do some Google Foo here. I don't but, know uh, the official name of that. Um, Marvel Legends. I don't know what the actual name. Is. I don't. I don't have the the figure here handy to look at. Or I guess it's the Marvel Legends Kenner, the Kenner oh, edition. You know what? I think you're right. It was like a Kenner throwback, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Oh, here we go. I got one. I got one. Yes, I just have random bags of toys laying around. <laughs> They're all over the place. It's hey, it, it happens. It's god awful. It's wonderful at the same time. Yeah, Kenner, Kenner throwback. So let's see. No, I haven't seen anything for uh, for um, series two yet, but series one has been mind bogglingly mind bogglingly large to me. Yes. Um. And so uh, now I need to know if I'm missing anybody. Well, uh, the thing with the set is that the the back of the card. I'm looking at my Spider-Man one because that's the only one I have for myself is Spider-Man, but they don't tell you who to look for. It's just a card of the character, like the throwback, like the old school figures used to have. It tells you what he's able to do in like eight different languages. And, (laughs) uh, but they don't tell you the other figures that are in that wave or in that set. So you don't know if you're missing one or if there's even a chase or a variant, you wouldn't know. Okay. According to Phoebe, my Phoebe, uh, search here. Yeah. 12 figures. 12. Oh, wow. wow. And I, I, I've got Carol Danvers. I have Electro. Or do I not? Have, I don't think I have Electro. Oh, Magneto, Cap, Spidey, Human Torch. There's a Black Panther. Oh, I don't have that one. I don't have Daredevil. I have Hulk. I have Iron Man. There's a freaking Electra. I don't have that. And then I have Iceman. Yep. These these are going to kill me. These are absolutely going to kill me. Yeah. So, so listeners, you've heard it here. If you find a if you find a Daredevil, if you find a Black Panther. Uh, oh my up. God! Hit us yeah. up. Let us know. We oh, uh, boys, man, hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, our we'll make a deal. We'll, we'll yeah, make we'll, a deal. we'll figure something out, man. I'm, I am PayPal friendly, so uh, we can send you the the ducats, man. Because I I. I these are dangerous because you look at it, you're like, oh, it's only ten dollars. Yeah, but then there's twelve of them. <laughs> That's 120 bucks before tax. Uncle Sam kicks you in the balls as well. He's like, oh, 120. Well, I need that other 1850 or whatever. Like, come on, man, you're killing me, killing yep. me. But yeah, no, these 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 figures are great. I love them. But yeah, so I definitely those are on my watch list for sure. Um, because they remind me, and it, I think I made a post about it on Facebook not too long ago when I first started seeing these, and you probably yeah. saw it, uh, talking about how my mom used to take me to like service merchandise at the mall mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and they had the Secret Wars figures. Yes, I remember those. This is what they. This is this is what these remind me of. Well, yeah, these remind me of like the like I remember back in the day. For well, for me, it was um, you had the Marvel Secret Wars, which which evolved into Marvel what, Superstars, superheroes. Super mm-hmm. Uh, which then evolved into the X Men animated series. Those orange back cards, man. Those yes, things. dude. At a certain point, you just you have to say too much is too much. Well, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> the thing with the history of these is that is that uh, they made Marvel superhero figures, and for the X Men line, because because then they separated, because then they made their own X Men line, mm-hmm. and you had characters that were not in the cartoon show, 
but were in the comics that were showing up like Trevor Fitzroy and you had Ahab and you had uh, Archangel and regular Angel and Iceman forearm. and four. Oh my God. Forearm. Yeah. Uh, forearm. Like that, man. It's and, you had, uh, and you had that, and you had that, uh, that, that, that giant hulking frog looking character from the star jammers and oh. Tusk. Oh no. Do you not remember that character's name? The, the frog looking thing. Uh huh. Chode. I don't. I don't remember his name. I don't. Chode. Chode. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you the go. Name Pud, or you know. But but but, but I remember uh, Tusk, <laughs> the character that that would that would like spit out little mini versions of himself. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Uh, but yeah, he had all these he had all, all these random characters, and like I said, oh, Trevor yeah, it Fitzroy. Out, it popped out of his back. Yeah, popped out of his back in in uh, Strife, mm-hmm. and like 15 different versions of Mr. Sinister. So like, yeah, yeah, you had all these toys growing up and I had Spider-Man and it, 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 they were great. They were great. But yeah. now as you're an adult, when they're 10 bucks each, you're kind of like, man, you, you had to either get this full set or you pick and choose. Yep. And I'm picking and choosing. Yeah. Well, I and mean, I don't blame you, man. The completionist, the completionist uh, in me is what's taking over. In regards to these figures, and yeah. upon further research, uh, Wave Two was included in that original twelve. I was talking about, so they're, they're, co- they're coming out in sixes. Wave Two is the one that has oh. Electro, Iceman, Daredevil, Black Panther, Iron Man, and Electro. That's why I haven't seen a lot of these. Oh, oh well, there you go. There, yeah. Well, that, that there it is. Uh, oh God, killing me. Yeah, all these. Yeah, the, yeah, these toys are killing. I remember these. Uh, I, I definitely remember that that style growing up, and I, I do have a story about that. So. Uh, but uh, growing up, I collected X Men figures. I had I had the Gambit that had like the plastic uh, duster jacket, where mm-hmm. his attack was like the kick. Yeah, he would do the uh, the kick attack with he has a little staff. Um, I had the Nightcrawler that had the glowing sword. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I forget. Well, in that line, you had characters, and he had like uh, like costume swapped or repainted characters using the same mold. Like you had Psylocke. But they re-swapped her and repainted her and called her Electra. Oh yeah, with the, with the had, little light-up sword that you popped in her hands. Yeah, you put it in her hands. They had like a light-up weapon. Like you had, uh, yeah, uh, Wolverine, and then you had Sabretooth with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or you had uh, it was a Gambit, and I think it was Havoc, maybe. I uh, think so. Yeah, I, I forget most of them. I remember. I remember. I remember the um, uh, the uh, Electra. Uh, Electra Psylocke one, I figure, just because it was just so, it was it was obvious, super obvious, and I think they were by Toy Biz. I, I don't really remember too much. I think they were by Toy Biz. Uh, but I but I remember those, and I had Nightcrawler because he was the, he was he was the coolest looking one. This the one. This was not the suction cups, right? This was a. Uh... There was one that that was like the the original Nightcrawler had a sword and a prehensile yes. tail and uh, suction cups in his knees, so he could stick them to windows and stuff like that, or his hands. Yeah, one oh, of yeah, yeah. Had a suction cup and his knees. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, one of his hands had the suction cup. Uh, and I think yeah, the yeah. other one that you, I think the one you're talking about with the light up sword was based off the Joe Mad artwork. Uh, yes. Whenever he took over X Men. Yes. That manga esque style so so anyways well like anyways going like go back to like the orange card figures um 
there's one time we went, you know, my, uh, during the weekends, like basically during the weekends when we're like after, after school and we're have the joy of the weekends, um, my mom would take a, take me and my brother and uh, her best friend and her best friend's daughter. We would just go hang out at the mall and everything. And I read Toy Fair. I read the Toy Fair magazine. I read yes. Wizard magazine. Uh, and if you read those magazines, you know at the at, at the end of the magazine they had like prices, like you know, kind of like a kind of like a what's this thing worth right now type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I just so happened to have my copy of Wizard magazine on me. Didn't mean to have it on me. I just had it on me because I forgot to leave it in the car. <laughs> so we go to the toy shop. We go to the local, local KB Toys. And this is on me in the mall. And the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up for this part is because the KB Toys in Amita Mall was right next door to a comic shop. And that comic shop was notorious for overpricing the figures that they would find out in the wild, especially at their next door neighbor toy shop. I think uh, I remember the store actually. Yes. So uh, there's one time I went there and the, the guy was, and uh, the, the, there's an old guy working and he was putting out toys and the younger assistant manager came by and asked him, what are you doing? We have to go through those first. And I'm standing right there. Hmm. And I kind of look at the guy, I kind of look at the, the manager and the manager's like, we need to take these to the back and go through them first. And the guy was like, well, the shelf is empty. I need to fill it up. And so somebody else calls for the manager. So the kid walks off and I like, okay, now's my time. This is like perfect timing. Fate stepping in. I'm able to grab figures from the X, from the sex men line. And I was able to find and grab the pink jacket cannonball. Nice. Iceman. Because everybody wanted Iceman. Oh, the one with the water and he changed the colors and everything? Yeah, you put him in the freezer, he changes colors. And he had the yeah. little ice slider. Uh, Silver Surfer. Oh. I was able, I hit the jackpot. So I grabbed all the ones that I knew were worth some money. And a, and a, and a, a X-Factor Cyclops. The X Factor Cyclops. The, the I, was one with the white... you know, I was gonna bring that up earlier because I was looking at the pictures and they showed the two next to each other. Yeah. And I was like, why does he have this battering ram thing? <laughs> yeah, X Factor Cyclops. So I grabbed all four of those. I had my allowance, I saved up my allowance. Uh and I was gonna go buy them. And I didn't have enough for all four of them. Oh. And I mistakenly I did this as a mistake. I asked my mom, Hey, can I, can I need three extra dollars? Can I have three extra dollars to buy these figures? And she goes, well, why do you need to buy them? I said, well, because they're worth some money. And I show her in the magazine and she immediately takes the figures from me, goes and buys them. She walks next door to the comic shop and wants them to pay her what they're worth for what they're worth in the magazine. You're messing with me, right? No, I, I am not. I am not. I wish I was. <sighs> so my mother takes them, walks over to the comic shop. Now, the total amount for the figures that I was short, the total amount was $23. It was like $22.70 something for all four of them. My mom takes them over there. She, she goes, well, the magazine here says they're worth this and this and this amount. I want this amount. And I was going to buy these just for myself. I was going to buy them just for myself. Uh, 
her friend sees what's happening, kind of takes me and you know uh, my brother and uh, another friend out of the comic shop. She's like, hey, let's go get some food because she knows what's happening. She has a sense of what's going on. My mom's pulling this type of thing. And I didn't get them. She ended up making a deal with the guy. I think she ended up walking out with like around $60 for all four of those. Jesus, man. You messing with me right now? I wish I was. I wish I was. That made me ill. I wish I was. And I and, and I've part. never I've outside of a comic shop or a toy show I've never seen the Cannonball, the Iceman, uh, again outside of a, a comic shop or a toy show. So, uh, now but I saw them at this toy show. I saw the Cyclops, the X Factor Cyclops, and I saw the Silver the the all chrome Silver Surfer, oh. not silver not silver paint but the all chrome, like chrome paint silver surfer at this toy show. And I was like, man, I almost had those at a retail price when I was a kid. And I didn't have them because I made the mistake of asking a parent for money. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to respond to that. I feel like at a certain point you should lose your parenting card when you're doing things like this. You should oh. lose your parenting privileges. <laughs> Oh yeah, she yeah she did that, in, and I, I was, I didn't know what to do, and I remember, uh, I I uh, I remember that for that Mother's Day, I kind of got her back, and and uh, I I don't mean to sound like to be mean, but uh, she wanted like and she kept expressing that oh I want this expensive perfume thing, so what I ended up doing is I bought like I, I got like a whole bunch of little sample t- test tubes and just gave her those, I was like hey here you go, because <laughs> they were free, exactly. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that that was kind of a story about with like the X Men cards. because seeing that, I'm like, oh man, those are the ones I really wanted to 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 kind of go with my collection. Because at the time, I had had almost all of the X Men uh, that I wanted, and I was going to use Cannibal as a trade to get uh, Sauron and also to get um, uh, the Scratch Sabretooth. The Sabretooth yeah. where you scratched them, he is like the battle damage will show up. Mm-hmm. So I was going to use those to, to get those. You can count all the trade for those, but no, that didn't happen. Wow, man. That's, that, that is staggering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, look, man, I, I can't begin to tell you how sorry I feel about that. And don't be surprised if I come up to you on October 10th with a handful of X-Men figures like, here, man. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I mean, back. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I probably would. I probably would have like ended up selling those maybe about 10 years ago uh, when I was either graduating from school or uh, beginning to look out for a, a job or something. Uh, but uh, or like 15 years ago, I would hardly would sell them to, to help with schooling stuff. But but I mean, like, the, but that was my childhood because I love the X-Men cartoon. I read the X-Men comics. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. I love Marvel, read a lot of Marvel stuff. And uh, collecting those figures, uh, I did those myself because like, I bought those figures myself. With the He-Man figures I had, my dad bought me those, um, mm. and he would give me like almost an, like a new one, like almost an, like every week or every other week. I get a new figure. Oh wow! But I never got that. But I never, but I never got to pick them out. I never got to choose them. And the sad thing about some of those figures is that some of these side characters, like Buzz Off or Cyclone, they weren't on the show all the time. So when they didn't make an appearance. 
that was like, okay, cool. I have the figure to that, so I can kind of join in today. But if I didn't have the figure, I'm like, I gotta wait. Can't really do anything with them right now. Type of attitude. That's that's geez, man, that's crazy. You know, um, what you call it? Um, there's the there's there a dealer right next to us on the other side at this toy show. This guy named Chris McDaniel. Yes. Super nice guy, and he deals in almost almost strictly old school Motu stuff. Uh huh. Show. Um, he came. Wait, was that the guy that was behind me? He might have been. Yeah. Well, not not directly behind you, but maybe behind okay. you to the side. Uh, like you know how, where our booth was, there was a door right there. Yeah. Yeah. He was just on the other side of the door. Oh, that guy. Okay, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he did me. He did did me and Nicole solid by uh, selling us the uh, Motu uh, Origins. The new ones are putting out now. They really? Did a, um, yeah, they did a. You've seen like a Target and Walmart those the the new articulated ones. Yes. He sold us a Ninjor at cost. He found one and gave it to us at cost. So that was really nice. Cool. Yeah. That and that that's that's really that's really cool. That's definitely really cool. Yeah, super insanely cool guy, man. You know, I <laughs> I, I I I can. Honestly, say I am blessed to have never had to experience that, man. That's crazy. Well, it, it I mean, that, that kind of stuff, I, I, that kind of stuff happens. Um, it happened to me a lot uh, <laughs> as a kid. It happened to me quite a bit as a kid, uh, especially with that parent. Um, my dad supported the kind like, like my dad would take me to toy shows. He would take me to comic shops and toy shows to look for certain things. I, I remember uh, one of the closest things my dad found for me was he found because he knew i was a big fan of the game he knew i was a big fan of the game of uh the game primal rage and they made primal rage figures i remember those and, well he found me talon because talon was my go-to talon and arbordon were my, were my main two dinosaurs but talon was my main go-to and he was able to find me a talon figure at one of the toy shows that we went to and the guy did not like up price he didn't he didn't up take the the price and in fact, I think I got it at a somewhat discount, but he found it, but he helped me find it. And I was like, no, that's really cool. Thanks. You know, thank you, dad. Just don't take this figure to a comic shop and sell it in front of me Ugh. for more money. But he, but he, but he did that. So that, that was really cool of him to do that. And, uh, it's, it's, it's really, that, that, that I, I gotta find some more problem rage figures too. That's, that'll probably be like a next hunt eventually. Uh, Amen. and maybe I'll jump on board that Bob Camacho, uh, train and get some dino riders or something. Down, uh, down the line, yeah. You saw his T Rex. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, there's only so much room in this house. Like, <laughs> that's I want to buy every sectar. I want to buy every Dino Rider. I want to yeah. buy every. Uh, what were those guys with the uh, the holograms in their chest? Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Wait, wait a minute. Are you talking about the little little animal figures or the the big ones with the like the no, skulls? Those are, battle, stuff? those are battle beasts. I'm talking about the guys. They like they pop off their chest and they had a hologram and they were, they were like skeleton looking on the inside of the face. I vaguely remember them. And they had a staff too, and it had a hologram on it. And I'm blanking on that. So if you're listening and you know the name of that, please tell us so I don't lose my mind. As a matter of fact, I won't even Google it. So if you find it and you send it uh, to us on social media, I, I remember them. I, like some looked like soldiers, some looked like like druids and stuff, right? Yes. Yes. I remember some. I remember for some reason I, I remember the druids. Oh man! And, and that was another figure set that I was not able to buy because 
or I take that back. Uh, I, 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 uh, one parent was not letting me buy that one because it was very, um, they, she believed it was satanic and stuff. So I wasn't able to get it on that, on that note. I, I have a, um, <laughs> I have an aunt that I love to death. I haven't seen her in a while, but when I was a kid, mm-hmm. my, my sister and I used to get babysat by her at a certain point at their house and they were very religious people. Right. Yeah. I, I love all things turtles and I had turtle toys, but I was not allowed to bring them over because they were viewed as satanic toys. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Absolutely insane. Anyway, man, you know, like I said, uh, I feel like this thing is like naturally progressing into like a toy, just a real toy heavy podcast. And so, well, I'll just know. say that well, like this is part two of last week. Okay. I mean, we right, dived right. deep last week and now we're kind of diving deep. I originally had something else that we were going to talk about this week, but we can kind of push that for next week to, to kind of wrap up because we did the toy show and that brought back a flood of nostalgia for us. That brought back a flood of other things. And so this was kind of just to wrap it up. So if you're still listening to this, uh, this is not front row toys. We are going <laughs> to, we are going to talk about other things down the line. We, we have a, I, I, I have a, a platform and a schedule that I'm working on to kind of keep things going, but this was just a follow up of last week to kind of, you know, talk about our toys, talk about what we, the stuff that we look for, our childhood sessions, everything. So uh, th- it's not going to be an all toys uh, talk uh, podcast. Um, Supernaturals was that? Was it called Supernaturals? Yes, that's okay. what it was. Was it called Supernatural? Okay, yeah. I, that it clicked off in my mind. I kept thinking, you know, paranormal, you know, yeah, Supernaturals. But they had like the little druids and like the skeletons, and they had swords and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I do remember that. Know nothing about those. Um, if there was a cartoon show, I didn't know anything about it, but I remember seeing the figures. The figures look hella cool. Uh, I did want some of them just because they looked cool, but I know nothing about them at all because I was not allowed to look at those at all. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was not allowed. We're going to have to go back and, and look at that. We're going to have to do some deep diving, man, further on. We're going to have to like pick certain cartoons that had like a toy line. And we need yes. to go back and just discuss them in depth, what we did and did not remember. Uh, you know, wonderful memories tied to those figures because I have those stories stored away in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time I remember playing with Masters of, or no, playing with G.I. Joe's in the backyard in the trailer we lived in when I was very small. Yes. And my dad was cutting down a limb off top of a tree that was hanging over the trailer. And mm-hmm. for some reason, somehow swung the chainsaw and cut a big old gash in his arm. So I looked oh, no. up. From my yeah, I look up from my playing in the backyard in the dirt, and I see blood gushing out of my dad's arm. I'm just like, oh, I'll no. never forget this play session ever again. <laughs> oh, no. so everything was just burned in my memory, but that's a story for another time. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think one ruined childhood moment is good for per episode, and I cover that this time. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the next one. I'll fair give enough, you the next one. Enough. Wow. So. Okay. I guess with that, since we're wrapping up toys and everything, uh, uh, we talked about, I guess, you know, what stuff I'm looking for. Are there any other new uh, treasures that, or new grails that you're looking for since you found your Vader? Uh, you're, you're able to capitalize on getting him. Is there one that kind of, I guess, replaces that check on your list? Or 
you know, uh, at this point, probably going to have to say just further lines of AEW figures. The AEW, AEW on Rivals, or you might as well be looking for the actual Grail, you know, God's Grail in Houston because they're just about impossible to find unless you're yeah. looking for Riho. Yeah, and I was selling a Riho at my table too. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling one. But yeah, no, I'm still looking for Penta. I'm still looking for uh, Hangman for from that line. The hunt continues, my friend. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I am no, I'm not any closer than what than when I was last week, so I, I can't say that. Uh, but having having found Pinhead, I'm happy with that. That was one on my secondary treasure list or uh, hunting list. So I'm loving that. Uh, and I've told you the he the, the Masters of the Universe He-Man figures I'm looking for now. So. That's that's going to be a hunt on its own, so I'm good for now. Uh, and but yeah, those I'm looking for new humanoids. So if anybody listeners out there have any of them and will want to part with them and they're in, you know good price, we'll cut a deal. We'll definitely cut a deal. Nice. So with that being said, uh, we're going to jump into the next segment, which is we're going to plug uh, our Cross the Streams Media Brethrens, which is the Four Dorksmen. The uh, uh, movie gap, the Dan Aykroyd and Pure and uh, not Pierce Bronson, Dan, the Dan Aykroyd and Charles Bronson podcast, three beers and a mic, three MCU or three beers in an MCU name pending, Burn Appetit, <laughs> and all the other people who are part of Cross the Streams Media. Check out, check them out. Uh, you can go to crossstreamsmedia.com. See their stores. We have stuff there. Chris, do you have anything that you want to plug for yourself and your artistry? You know, man, uh, oftentimes when I work on these things, these trading card sets, there's a certain NDA that is uh, required of me to to sign as to not tell anything about what I'm doing. But uh, okay. anyone in the know, uh, you know, anyone who's in the know, and, and as you're, if you're not, you're about to learn now, I do sketch cards for Marvel's trading card sets uh have been doing it for quite a while so i can you know what i can tell you there's a set called marvel premiere 2021 that's coming out marvel annual uh there's an x-men set coming out soon uh there's a hopefully you know spider-man set i'm supposed to be working on mm-hmm. there's just I, so when i say i'm i'm loaded down man i am not kidding <laughs> i'm loaded you are, you are not um, kidding you're definitely not kidding so keep your eyes peeled for that man and you know Maybe like I said, maybe we can do like a deep dive on that at one point. I need to put together my own backstory because I've been doing it so long. I forgot more than half the crap I've worked on, but that would be fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so you can find us both. Uh, well, a uh, we have a YouTube channel, Front Row Negative. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com, search for Front Row Negative, look for the logo, the red letters. You found us. We have unboxing videos that normally go up every week. We have one. We have one boxing or even toy review videos that go up one a week unless i'm told to list this video asap because it goes with the timeline of a certain monthly subscription service so check that out we have a store on t public and at redbubble just google search or not google search but just search awesome ag designs and look for the stuff we have there we have front row negative shirts and I have a few other of my other personal 
professional designs that I've uploaded there as well. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and we now have an Instagram page, Front Row Negative, all one word. So give us a follow to see what kind of mess and shenanigans that we do get into with wrestling pay-per-views, shows that we're watching, get-togethers, toy shows, other stuff like that. Oh, yeah, all of the above, man. All of the above. I do intend on doing some uh, time-lapse, like Lego building and boxing, unboxings and things that I want to do. Uh, I just got to get all these uh, this artist woods uh, <laughs> that I'm currently stuck in, man. Well, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Uh, pretty much after this podcast ends, I'm going to jump back on Xbox and play some more Battletoads of that, that newer Battletoads remake because I am enjoying the hell out of that game. That's awesome. It is a lot of fun. It, it's free with Game Pass. So definitely check it out. Check that out as well. But yeah, check out Cross the Streams Media. Give them you know, your attention if you want to. There's, there's, there's something for everybody there. Yeah, uh, dip your toe in the water, man. Try something different. You never know. Yeah, and Dwayne is kind of forcing me to say that. So uh, there's something there for everyone. Uh, whether you like food, nerdy stuff, movies, or anything else, definitely check them out. Uh, I know we. I've been asked if we're going to have guests or people who want to come on have asked, can they come on? And we will eventually have people on here to join our chat. Uh, just not right now. We kind of want to get things worked out first, kind of get the good, a better groove going, and then we'll bring some people on. And we've already, I already have a few names that I want to bring on, but until we confirm anything, I'm not going to say who they are. So, yeah, we just got to kind of get our hit our stride, man. Get our feet yes. under us, and you know, yes, we do. Get so, this machine well oiled. Yes. So, thanks for listening. Yes. Look out for the next episode, but enjoy this one. And you have a good day. Uh, you have a good work week. A good hobby. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Enjoy uh, your fig hunts. Enjoy your uh, your um, your social distancing. And enjoy your mask. And enjoy your beer. And yes. enjoy what little time off you got. And take it easy. If it's sleazy, take it twice. Take it twice. <laughs> All right. Remember, remember, people. Always unfollow, never unfriend. And if you have kids, get a Specs uh, Rewards membership card. It will help you out in the long run. So until next time, this is Aaron with Front Row Negative. It's your boy Chris. He was also from Front Row Negative. I don't know why I said that, but we did. So later, guys.
Thanks for listening to Front Row Negative, a Cross the Streams media podcast.